Welcome back to the October special on World Series Weather on this day in weather history. October is the time of year where baseball has reached its classic World Series championship. 162 regular season games have expired and many layers of playoffs have also happened. Now it's the best of seven to see who is this season's champ. This month we feature our special segments on World Series weather. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. Baseball is traditionally played outdoors and exposed to all weather elements possible. And today, it was the blazing heat when the Los Angeles Dodgers played the Houston Astros in Game 1 to open the 2017 World Series. This Day in Weather History. Game 1 opened at Dodger Stadium in Chavez Ravine, Los Angeles, California. It was already a hot day that Tuesday afternoon. At 2.45, hours before the game even started, and as the Dodgers were taking batting practice, the temperature had hit 104 degrees Fahrenheit, or 40 Celsius. It's okay. No panic. We still have time before the game starts for a breeze to start or the temperature to relax a bit. But it did not do that. The Dodgers' opening series pitcher was their ace, Clayton Kershaw, and he found himself throwing in incredible heat at the most important time of any starter's career. He successfully got Houston's top three of their batting lineup out in order by way of strikeout, fly ball, and ground out. Whew! Time to sit as the Dodgers go to bat. They went three up, three down in their end of the opening frame. It was after the completion of the first inning when stadium announcer at Dodger Stadium took a moment to alert the sold-out crowd of 54,253 that the current temperature was a blazing 103 degrees. Oh, by the way, at this time, it was already 5 p.m. That scorching temperature broke the all-time record for the hottest World Series game ever played. The record that it broke dated back to 2001 in another desert. During Game 6 of the 2001 World Series between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the New York Yankees, it reached 94 degrees Fahrenheit or 34 degrees Celsius in Phoenix. So that one figuratively and literally burned that one by 10 degrees. Game 2 was the next night and was back in the L.A. desert and again in front of a packed Dodger Stadium crowd of 54,293 fans. And at start time, the temperature was virtually tied with the previous record from Phoenix, Arizona, 93 degrees Fahrenheit or 34 degrees Celsius. And it felt every bit as hot as it was because there was almost no breeze at all. Wind was blowing out to straightaway center field at only 4 miles per hour. That's basically just 6.5 kilometers per hour. And with not a cloud in the sky, it was sunny. But it was searing to the skin. But what about the game itself? We learned on the October 21st edition of this podcast that balls act differently in cold weather. They don't fly as far and tend to die early, acting more as an advantage to the pitcher as a result. Hot weather, you'd expect to be the opposite. Not so fast. True, hot air is less dense, so a baseball will travel further. But once you add in humidity, that point is moot, and you're back again to sluggish ball distances. Then there's the factor of wind. Hot is great, but the wind will still kill it or direct it. So why not look back right now at the box score notes from Games 1 and 2 in Los Angeles. Game 1. At first pitch, 103 degrees Fahrenheit, wind at 3 miles per hour, out to center field, and sunny. Game 2, 93 degrees Fahrenheit at first pitch, 
wind at 4 miles per hour out to center field, and sunny. Let's go over the math. The heat is there on both days, and with only a barely appreciable breeze, there is no drag or headwind. To the contrary, it's actually a gentle assist out to the deepest part of the yard. And with it reading sunny, you know that high pressure is firmly in place and therefore virtually no density at all to the atmospheric pressure and therefore optimal for mad flying baseballs. So how did it go? Game 1 ended with that 3-1 to Dodger win, but Game 2 served up 13 runs when the Astros won 7-6 to in 11 innings. Isn't it awesome when baseball and atmospheric science can be brought together peacefully for a fun story? Or, you know, maybe that's just me. Anyway, that's how things cooked. I meant to say that too. On October 24th, 2017, it was this day in weather history. Tomorrow is October 25th, and I'm trying something new, a two-part session. Tomorrow is part one of Hurricane Sandy. Part two happens on October 29th. Why the two parts? Tomorrow marks when Hurricane Sandy, unofficially referred to as Superstorm Sandy, was at its strongest and was now entering the minds of several countries, including the North Atlantic shores of the United States. The 29th completes the story when Sandy made landfall in New York, New Jersey, becoming the deadliest and most destructive, as well as the strongest hurricane of the 2012 Atlantic hurricane season. And there we are. Superstorm Sandy becomes a giant and a looming threat on October 25th, 2012, on this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.